Thank you for listening to Life Church Podcast. For more information, go to lifechurchofcolumbia.org. All right. Can I get you to stand to your feet, which is what we usually do for the reading of the Word, but I'm not going to make you stand during the reading of the Word because I want to, I don't want to get nervous because you're standing while I'm reading because I want to take my time, but I do want us to stand and pray. But I'm going to deal with the subject called the two of me. I, I know that's not correct English or how you're supposed to use that, but I believe by the time it's over, it's going to mean a whole lot more to me, to you, uh, to both of you. Amen. So before we pray, we're going to deal with the two of me. So uh, I need you to look at your neighbor right now and tell them there's more to me than what you see. You better tell them. And one spouse said to the other, thank God. There's more to me than what you see. Let's pray together because this is more than a uh, theological concept uh, that needs to be taught. This is a revelation that has to be caught. Uh, one of my best friends in the entire world is here this morning whom I put the highest level of confidence. He's the prophet in my life. He's, the, uh, he's just that iron sharpening iron in my life, and that's Steve Barnett. Let's just give the Lord a hand praise for him and his lovely wife. And, he always, he always calls or texts with one-liners, and you're just like, wow, what did that mean? But he said, some things have to be caught instead of taught. So this is one of those messages where I believe you can have all the head knowledge in the world, but if you don't catch it in your spirit, it never changes your life. So that's going to be our theme of prayer this morning before you're seated. Amen. You don't have to pray for the word to be anointed because it was anointed when he read it. Or wrote it. Are y'all following me? He is anointed. The word is Christ. It is God. So it's anointed. But we do have to be anointed to receive that word. So just pray that as we pray. Father, we just love you. And oh, it's been such a great family gathering today. Already we have been blessed beyond measure, Father. Just hanging out with you changes us. And for that we're truly grateful. But now, Lord God, it's time to preach your word uh, by which we cannot do in the natural. So we're asking you for your anointing to preach it. And we're praying over Life Church and anybody watching by uh, uh, Facebook, Lord, that there will be a spirit of revelation that will not just be taught, but that it will be caught. In Jesus' name we pray. God bless you as you're seated in the presence of the Lord. If you're taking notes, I want you to write that down, the two of me. And before we read the scriptures, uh, this is actually part two of uh, a message we preached two weeks ago. And of course, Kobe preached last week and done such a remarkable job. That's already on podcast, isn't it? Phenomenal word if you want to go to Life Church to that podcast and listen to that sermon. But last week, our text came out of, even though this is a continuation for, for you that were here, was 2 Corinthians 4.18. It says, while we look not at the things which are seen, but we look at the things which are not seen. I need you to catch that. We don't look at the things that are seen. We look at the things that are not seen. For the things that are seen are temporal. Now, that ought to encourage some of your faith because some of you are looking at some grim circumstances right now. 
If it can be seen with the natural eyes, it's temporary. It's temporary. That's what he said. So he said, we don't focus on those things that are temporary, but we focus our eyes on that which cannot be seen because that is eternal. We look into the realm of the spirit because that's the only thing with eternal value. So last week we talked about two realms, the visible realm and the invisible realm. One is natural. Y'all got to catch this. One is natural. One is spiritual. Right? Two realms. Two realms that you have to navigate through every day of your life. Two realms. One is natural. One is spiritual. One is temporal, the Bible just said, and one is eternal. And the challenge is, how do we navigate through these realms? How do I govern my life by the invisible the invisible eternal when all my eyes can see is the visible temporal. That can be a challenge. Can I get a witness? Amen. When the Bible is challenging me and faith is challenging me to look at it through the eyes of the spirit, but I'm still in this old flesh. And it sees things, hears things, feels things. Amen. And sometimes that natural vision can blind us from our eternal vision. I love the story, and I haven't got to use it in any preaching thus far, of Elisha's servant boy. Amen. I'm just getting you ready, and we're going to read some scriptures. Elisha's servant boy. Elisha was such a threat to the enemy because of his prophetic gift that they sent an entire army to capture one man. To capture one man. And uh, so they surrounded the city. Hundreds of thousands of the enemy surrounded the city uh, to take this one man captive. And then uh, the next morning, the Elisha servant boy got up, walked outside, and seen that they were surrounded with his natural eyes. He ran to the man of God and said, Alas, master, what in the world are we going to do? But when the man of God came out and looked, he looked at it from a different realm. Because he said, God, I pray, open his eyes. With well, a young man standing there with his eyes wide open in the natural. But there is another realm that we got to learn to begin to see from or the natural realm is going to govern your feelings, your emotions. Are y'all with me? Amen. Your faith, your peace, your joy because it is what it is. This world is what it is. But the Bible says when a man of God prayed, the boy's eyes were open and he saw that those that had him surrounded was also surrounded. And they were surrounded by chariots of fire. So faith is only required when these two realms crash. Or should I say when they clash. When my natural eyes are seeing one thing. So all God, God didn't even have to change the situation. He just changed his perception. And when he didn't look at it from a different perspective, his fear went from fear to faith. Are you following me? So that's the realm we dealt with last week. But today I want to go a little deeper and I want to personalize these two realms with the two of me. Grab your Bibles now and open with me to the book of Genesis chapter number 25. You're going you're gonna to want to stay with me. Get your notebook ready. Get your, get your um, Bible marker ready or ever how you mark it in your phone. I need you to, I need you to extract some stuff out of my text. And then we're going to spend a few minutes to build upon it. Genesis chapter number 25, beginning in verse number 21. 
The Bible says, And Isaac entreated the Lord for his wife because she was barren. Isaac went to God because his wife could not have children. So he went to the Lord because she was barren. And the Lord answered his prayer. The Lord was entreated of him, and Rebekah, his wife, conceived. Verse number 22. And the children struggled together within her. Somebody shout struggle. Mark that in your Bible. She became pregnant, and the Bible says, and the children struggled together within her, and she said, if it be so, why am I thus? God, if I'm in your will, why is there a struggle in me? All I did was pray to expand the family. All I did was to pray is, I want to advance the kingdom. All I did was pray that, God, I want to be more and do more and jump higher and run faster. Is anybody in this place? All I did was pray, and it seems that my prayer created a struggle. Oh, I'm going to help somebody. So she said, if I'm in the center of your will and this is from you, why am I thus? If this is from you, why am I having this inward battle? And the Bible says she went to inquire of the Lord. And so God answered her and said, the Lord said unto her, two nations are in, you, in your womb. Two nations are in your womb. And two manner of people, somebody shout two of us. The two of us. The two of us. Two nations are in your womb, and two manner of people shall be separated from your bowels. Catch this now. You may want to mark it. And the one shall be stronger than the other, and the elder shall serve the younger. You got to understand, this is not natural in Bible times. If you were the older son, you had the birthright. Right? If you were the older son, you got the right hand of the father's blessing and everything else served you. All the younger brothers, all the younger siblings, this was not normal or natural. If you was the firstborn, you was the next natural born leader of that family. But he gives her a prophecy here and says, the elder shall serve the younger. It's going to be important for where we're going today. 25, 20, uh, verse 24 says, And when her days were delivered, to be delivered were fulfilled, behold, they were twins in her womb. You got to understand, nobody's ever seen twins before. This is the first set of twins in your Bible. This was a phenomenon. She didn't have an ultrasound telling her there's two coming. It said, behold, behold, look, all of a sudden, the Bible says there were twins in her womb. Now, twins, you got to get this in your spirit right now. Twins in the Hebrew actually means to be joined or coupled together. When he said twins, he was literally saying they were two that were joined or they were coupled together. Uh, another word is twinned, twinned, where we get the word twined. Intertwined, 
There was two of them. I need y'all to get these words because they're going to be important. Another uh, Hebrew word here is duplicated. It was duplicated. It wasn't one. It was duplicated. It was jointed, plural. Not one, but two of us. Not one, but two of us. I'm going to repeat myself and take my time because you got to get it. And the womb, catch this, is the place where anything is produced. So he just told her, there's two nations in your womb. There's two mindsets inside of you in the place where you produce. You okay? There's two of them in there. There's two of them in there, and we're going to go a little further with that. There's, there's, there's two different views inside of you. There's two totally different perspectives inside of you. And he said, one's going to be stronger than the other, right? And the younger is going to be the leader. The elder is going to serve the younger. Verse number 25 says, and the first one came out red. He came out red. Now, I don't know if I'll use it this morning, but just for your uh, sake, you may want to write it down. That word red is Adama. So the root of red is Adam. A lot of people don't realize it, but Adam is not a name. Adam, Adam was not Adam's name. It was a description of who he was because it actually means red dirt. Red dirt. Why? Because that's the color of the dirt over there. I saw it. I picked it up. I held it in my hand. It's red dirt. So when he says Adam, he's actually talking about first human made out of dirt. First human made out of dirt. He never got a name. Adam never got a name. You want to know why? Because you're Adam. Can y'all receive that? I'm Adam. Adam was the first human of the first race. Jesus was the second Adam of the second race. Somebody say there's two of us. It's all going to come together in a minute, but I just want to throw that out there to you. So here we have a, a Genesis principle that the, the first, somebody shout first. So this is the older brother, right? My wife is a twin. They were born on the same day, but she's not. You are the older, aren't you? She's the older of the twins because she was born first. So the first man was born red. The first man was born red dirt. Y'all are saying, yeah? What does that mean? Oh, y'all got that? I just want you to put it in your spirit for now. All over like a hairy garment, so they called him Esau which means Harry. I think Esau sounds better than Harry. What do you think? And then after that, the second born that came, came his brother out and his hand took hold of the Esau's heel and his name was called Jacob and Isaac was 60 years old when Rebekah had these twins. Turn with me now to the book of 1 Corinthians 15. 1 Corinthians chapter number 15, verse number 39. It says, all flesh, and I'm just jumping right in the middle of the chapter. It is hard to do in, in, in chapter 15, but for the sake of time, it's get us moving in the right direction. Now, I've got this in your spirit. I need you to hold on to it. It says, all flesh is not the same flesh. There's one kind of flesh for men, and then there's another flesh of beasts, another of fishes, and another of birds. They are also celestial bodies, 
which is heavenly bodies. And then there are bodies terrestrial, which means earthly, red dirt. But the glory of the celestial is one, and the glory of the terrestrial is another. Somebody shout, there's two of me. The glory of the celestial is one level of glory, and the level of the terrestrial is another level. 41 says, there's one glory of the sun and another glory of the moon and another glory of the stars. For one star is different from another star in glory. So also, now he's going to tie this together to you and I. So also is the resurrection of the dead. It's sown in corruption, it's raised in incorruption. This old body is sown in dishonor, but it's raised in glory and it's sown in weakness It's raised in power. Look at verse number 44. It is sown a natural body, but it's raised a spiritual body. There is a natural body, and there is a spiritual body. Are y'all following me in the scripture? That would be a good thing to highlight in your Bible. There is a natural body, and there is a spiritual body. Somebody say, there's two of me. And so it is written, the first Adam, here it is, the first Adam, the first man who was made out of red dirt was just a living soul. But the last Adam was a quickening spirit. Do y'all realize in God's eyes there's only two men on the whole planet? First and last. He only sees that earthly Adam and that spiritual Adam. And in that is every one of us in this building. Can y'all receive all that this morning? Man, I don't want to overload you before I'm going, but you got to get it. So the first man, Adam, was a living soul. The last Adam was made a quickening spirit. Catch this right here. We're going to build on this scripture. However, that was not first, which is spiritual. But that which is natural. Then afterward, that which is spiritual. I'm going to say that again because King James Version is kind of tough. Catch this. He said, however, that which was spiritual didn't come first. The natural came first and then came the spiritual. The natural was the firstborn and the spiritual was the secondborn. That's why the Bible says you must be born again. You, you got to be born the second time because the first time you were born natural, a natural man. So the natural man is the older brother of the spiritual man. Somebody said, would you quit reading and preach? 47 says, the first man is of the earth, earthy. I can't make this stuff up, but I love to study the Greek and the Hebrew. And the Greek for earth is soil or dirt. It means terrestrial. Terrestrial of the earth. So that scripture says the first man is terrestrial. The first man is dirt. The first man, another word for it is dusty. The the first man is red, dusty, dirt. So the first man is of the earth, earthy. (laughs) He's earthy. He's dusty. He ain't nothing but red dirt. But the second man, somebody shout second man, 
is the Lord from heaven, which means celestial. Help me today, Holy Spirit. Oh, I'm going to help you if you catch this. So 48 says, as is the earthy, so are those that are earthy. Mm. I got so much to say. But as is the heavenly, so are they that are heavenly. In other words, as is the terrestrial, if you're born after the first Adam, earthly, you're earthy. But if you were born after the second Adam, celestial, are you following me? Heavenly, then are you heavenly. Oh, and listen to this last scripture I'm going to read you. 49 said, and as have we have borne the image of the earthy, let us also bear the image of... Oh, y'all are getting it already. King James Version says, as we have borne the image of the earthy, we shall also bear the image of the heavenly. But the original translation says, as I used to act like the first Adam, let me now begin to act like the second Adam. As I used to act fleshly, now let me act spiritually. As I used to be fully terrestrial, now let me become celestial. In other words, I'm an extraterrestrial. Terrestrial. I'm E.T. Come on now. Come on now. Is that movie too old for y'all? Uh, <laughs> thank you, Sister Beth. She didn't leave me hanging. Are y'all following me? Extraterrestrial. Extra, extra means above or beyond. He says, so as you were born in the natural, terrestrial, red, dusty dirt, now that the second Adam has come, I want you to rise up to a celestial lifestyle. <laughs> Amen? So we've been talking about the two realms, seen and the unseen, visible and invisible, natural and spiritual. One is temporal, one is eternal. And here Paul takes it to the next level. I'll try to be as brief as I can, but we got a lot of information to unload. And Paul takes it to the next level and says that one realm is terrestrial or earthly and the other realm is celestial or heavenly, right? And the dilemma is, catch this, that both of these realms are housed in one body. The celestial, the terrestrial, the natural, the spiritual, the earthly is coupled with the heavenly. The terrestrial part of me is joint, intertwined, twinned with the celestial part of me. The visible is hooked up with the invisible. My God, help me, Holy Spirit. The natural is intertwined with the spiritual. Can somebody say amen? amen. It's, 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 it's living in the same space, bound together, joined together. Amen. And both of these realms are housed into one body. Amen. And, and here's the problem. These two realms are contrary to one another. They are enemies. Oh, I'm finna help you. They're total enemies. 
They're twins. They're coupled together. They're joined together. The terrestrial and the celestial, the natural and the supernatural, the flesh and the spirit, if you will. Amen. They are enemies. They are total enemies. I'm going to use this word. I don't like it, but I'm going to use it. They are polar opposites. They are polar opposites. They are diametrically opposite. In other words, amen. And that's where you get the scripture in the book of Galatians. For the flesh lusts against the spirit. And the spirit lusts against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another. There's a struggle. There's a battle that goes on between. The text said, uh, matter of fact, it's defined with bipolar. Look at your neighbor and tell him, did you know? You were bipolar? <laughs> Somebody just pulled their medicine out. Yep. <laughs> no, you missed it. Put your medicine up. Put your medicine up. I, I used to fight against this in the natural because I got my own belief system in that. But the scripture is clear, amen, that if you are born again, you are bipolar. What's that mean? Amen. Bipolar means having two mutually repellent forces or natures or views that fight against each other. Amen. Y'all ain't going to be able to say nothing today, but I'm going to help you because you are dealing with it right now. I don't care if you've been saved two days or 20 years. Every man deals with these two opposing forces. Every man has to deal with these two realms that are going on in us. Amen. Are you listening to me? So the text says there is a natural body and there is a spiritual body. The, the celestial and the terrestrial are intertwined with one another and they are diametrically opposing nations, mindsets. They are enemies to one another. They don't think alike. They don't like alike. They don't love alike. One loves this. Something loves just the opposite. One hates this. The other one hates just the opposite. Amen? I mean, they are opposed of one another. Amen. And, 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 and here's the deal. The other challenge is the spiritual man, the spiritual part of me was not born first. Amen? The natural man was born first. In other words, I've known the old me longer than I've known the new me. <laughs> oh, y'all ain't going to say nothing. I'm going to crawl up in your closet and kick your shoes out. I've known him. I mean, I grew up with the first guy. I know him well. I understand him better. Matter, matter of fact, I can relate to the older guy better than I can this new guy. When on the other hand, as well as I know this new guy, I'm not real acquainted with the new one. I know the old one real well, but I'm not that acquainted with the new me because he's the younger me. Uh, just, just glance over your name and tell you, yeah, there's two of you. You can hide it if you can try to hide it if you want to. There's two of you. I, I understand the natural me better than I do the spiritual me. You can't say nothing, but would you just wave at me if you can relate to me? I, I can understand the natural me, amen, for it's easier for me to see the older me than the younger me. It's easier for me to see the terrestrial me than the celestial me. It's, it's easy. I mean, I can see him with my eyes. I can hear him loud and clear, and I can't hardly hear the new me. My ears are trained to the voice of the old me that when he can whisper, 
He can whisper. When we're in a worship service and the music's loud and people are shouting and carrying on, the old me can just whisper and I hear him. And I'm struggling to hear. Look, I can tell I'm not the only one because y'all just staring at me. When sometimes I, I struggle to hear the, the younger me, amen, because it's so much easier to feel the old me. Even when I know I should be obeying the new me, the younger me, the spiritual me, but all I can hear is the old me, it becomes a struggle. It's a struggle. It creates a struggle. I got hope for you, but you got to accept the fact that it's a struggle. And if you don't understand this struggle, you're going to be like Rebecca, confused. Lord, I was just wanting to get closer to you. I, I, just, I didn't want to be barren. I wanted to produce fruit. I wanted to, I want to carry on the legacy. Come on, I'm going to work it this morning. All I wanted was to carry on the legacy. And I prayed that I would have kids and boom, here come the battle. Can I tell you, some of you, amen, are under attack, not because you've done the wrong thing, but because you've done the right thing. A lot of you have become a target, not because you sinned or you messed up, because you've done the right thing. Oh, that ought to help somebody right there to do away with condemnation in your life. Amen. She said, what in the world? She said, she said all, all I'm trying to do is expand the family. And it's created this struggle on the inside of me. And the struggle means to discourage. It means to oppress. It means to bruise. It means to beat down. She said, now I, I don't understand. Why am I thus? Why am I this way? Oh, help me this morning, Holy Ghost. Why am I? I need to know. Amen. I don't need, I don't, I, I, I don't need you to answer all the problems in my life. All I need you to tell me is why is there a struggle on the inside? I expect to struggle on the outside. I expect to struggle, amen, uh, with, with an evil world that I live in. But all I need to know this morning is why is there a struggle on the inside. I can deal with this stuff on the outside. Amen. Are you listening to me? But what's getting me in the wee hours of the night when nobody else knows that I'm struggling on the inside? She's had to go before God and said, why is this happening? I, I got to know. Why am I thus? Rebecca said, why am I this way? What's going on in me? I mean, am I weak or am I strong? Am I holy or am I unholy? Oh, y'all ain't going to say nothing this morning. Amen. Am I righteous or am I unrighteous? Am I a winner or am I a loser? Amen. Because just about the time I feel like a winner, something comes up and I blow it. So now I, double, now I don't know. Am I a winner or am I a loser? Am I righteous or am I unrighteous? Am I holy or am I unholy? Thank you, sis. Amen. Uh, the struggle, I know when I go to church, everybody there's righteous, so I got to play righteous. Praise the Lord. Yes. Amen. But on the inside, I'm struggling, and everybody else seems to have it all together. Amen. But I just come to bust everybody out. So I need you to help me right now. Look over and tell me now, yeah, I see you. There's two of you. There's two of you, amen. There's two of you, and your celestial light may be shining right now, but there's terrestrial dirt. 
I'm going to try this side. There's terrestrial dirt in there that you have swept under the rug and nobody knows. And you're doing your little spirit. Oh, somebody help me. Amen. And nobody wants to stop and talk about it because we don't realize there's two of me. We don't realize there's a natural me and a spiritual me. So Seth, uh, Rebecca's in a prayer closet saying, my God, why am I this way? I don't know what I am now. Because just when I think I got it all together and I'm strong. Yeah. He honks at me at the red light. Oh, God, who was that last week? Just about the time I think I'm so spiritual that the only thing is spiritual comes out of my mouth. Blah. Huh? Hey, man, and can I just stop and say something right here? If you don't understand there's two of you, you'll never embrace conviction. All you'll be is condemned because then I can't correct you if... I, I, oh God, the Word can't correct you because you don't know there's two of you. And the Word don't correct the greater you, He corrects the lesser you. And if you don't realize there's two of you, you'll take it personal. And when God speaks, he never speaks to the little you. He never speaks to the older you. He only speaks to the new you. So if you don't know there's two of you, you'll think he's talking to the wrong person. You, you'll think, oh my God, he's not talking about me. He's talking about Scott Mercer, the prophet with the funny haircut. That's the guy. That's the guy. That's the first thing I saw. I'm sorry. Amen. Are you listening to me? Amen. So, so you can't even receive a word from God because he's speaking to the new you and the old you hadn't got it together yet. So you let the old you make you think that's the whole me. And that's not the whole you. That's only half of you. And if you'll let God speak to the new you, the new you will conquer the old you until the old you becomes the new. Oh, my God, we're going somewhere this morning. So, I mean, if, if you work for me, if you're on my staff and I got to correct you, don't take it personal if I tell you I don't like the way you're doing this. Does that make sense? Don't take it personal when the preacher's preaching and it steps on your toes. You, you, you don't take that personal. If you take it personal, you realize that's who you are. You feel like that's the sum total of who I am. And you don't realize that God said, uh-uh, after the second Adam, I put a celestial you in there, and that's the one I'm trying to develop. Can I go deeper with this this morning? So she says, what in the world is going on? Why am I, what's the struggle I'm saved. I got baptized. My name's on the roll. I'm filled with His Spirit. I thought I was supposed to live in some bubble. I thought I wasn't supposed to have these thoughts anymore. I'm telling you, if you were able to run some of my thoughts across that screen, y'all would be tipping out of here to find another church. Hey, don't judge me. Don't judge me lest I could know what you're thinking sometime. Thank you, Amanda. Uh, hey, some things I think I don't even tell my wife. Huh? I didn't conjure them up, but they still a little red dirt in me. 
Amen. There's still a red dirt in me that sometimes he gets a thought running through me that can be so immoral, so, so evil that it makes me blush. I'm just being real so I can help some people in this congregation this morning. And if you, if you don't understand this, you'll be saying, what? what? What's going on? Why, why am I this way? Why am I bipolar? Why is there two different desires? And God spoke up and said, I'm going to answer your question, Rebecca. There's two nations in your womb. There's two nations in you now. There's two mindsets in you now. If you have been born again, there is two perspectives in you. And, and listen, he said there's, there's two nations in your womb. That means there are two mindsets that have the potential to produce two totally different mannerisms in you right now. I'm going to say it again. There are two mindsets in you, in your womb, dwelling in the place, meaning they have the potential to produce two different mannerisms, two different ways of dealing with things, two different ways of acting, two different ways of responding. It's what I call diametrical uh, potential. It means opposite extremes. What are you trying to say? Listen to this. Catch this. In you dwells the potential to be good and to do good. But on the other hand, as good as you are or can be, you also possess the potential to be bad and do bad. Oh, no, I'm saved. I don't care how saved you are. I don't care how saved you are. You still have the potential to be bad and to do bad. I'm going to say this. Uh, in you dwells the potential to believe to a level to where the supernatural happens. But also in you dwells the, poten the potential to doubt. I know y'all say, well, pastor ain't really preaching this morning. Oh, yeah, I am. I'm helping some people that don't understand who's condemning themselves because they should have been believing when they were really doubting. And if you ain't careful, you'll submit to that man rather than the other man. Are you listening to me? Can I, can I tell you this? Therefore, an atheist can be born an atheist, and he has the potential to be atheist and in athe is atheist, but he has the same potential in him to be turned completely around and to be an all, a believer of God. Now, we don't have a hard time believing that, but I'm going to tell you something you might have a hard time believing. You can be a believer in God, but even though you're a believer in God, you still have the potential to be an atheist. Oh, no, I don't either. I mean, even if I don't serve God, I don't. Oh, no, oh, no. When you let that man, that first man, the older man, begin to rule and reign, he is able to rob you of every belief you have, even what you did believe, until you are questioning everything that you believe. Somebody shout it with me. There's two of me. There's two of me. Matter of fact, Peter. Peter in, 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 in uh, Matthew 16, 16, somewhere along there. Jesus said, who am I? Who do men say that I am? Peter spoke up and said, thou art the Christ. Thou art the son of the living God. He said, Peter, you are blessed. You are blessed. Flesh and blood didn't reveal this to you, but my Father which is in heaven. Three scriptures later, he calls Peter Satan. The man that had the potential 
Oh, this is too real for y'all. The man that had the potential to stand behind Jesus and receive dreams and visions and revelations from God and declare, you are the Son of God. Three scriptures later, Jesus says, I'm going to be killed. And Peter said, you ain't nobody going to kill you. He said, get behind me, Satan. You want to know why Peter didn't quit the church? It's because Peter understood there's two of me. And he ain't really calling me Satan. He's calling that mindset Satan. Man, this is so quiet. This is the life you live as a Christian every day. Every day, but nobody talks about it. Nobody wants to talk about it because we all want to, we've been misled to believe that everybody in here walks in a celestial cloud 24-7. We do. We do. And nobody has the problem I have. So when I got to go, go to church, I got to fake it. I got to put on a mask and I got to play like, you know what? God is so good. Kool-Aid's running out of my faucets. Honey is dripping out of my cabinets at home. All of my children speaking tongues. Ah, God almighty, I'm just wading around up here this morning. Oh yeah, it's so good. Uh, when I'm out in the public and somebody Shoots me the bird. I just say, bless you. God bless you. The Father loves you. Sound like Billy Graham. Jesus loves you. Even if you're a sinner. Jeez, I'm stuck in Billy. Huh? Oh, my God. This is so real, though, isn't it? Amen. Huh? And, and when y'all see us, amen, when you see your brothers and sisters in the church, amen, you're, 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 uh, you're concealing and hiding the red dirt so they won't see any of it. And you feel like you got to get celestial all of a sudden when you were just terrestrial on the other aisle. Oh, my God, can I work this just a little while? Are you listening to me? And that poor little waiter up there or that cashier, all she was trying to do was get your bags in the groceries. I meant to get your groceries in the bags, but she wasn't doing fast enough, and all of a sudden your crown fell off, and that celestial being turned into a terrestrial monster. Amen. And then you walk out saying, why am I this way? Why am I this way? And so we're trying to get the celestial to worship on Sunday when all you can remember is red dirt. God, oh my. It's a struggle. It's a struggle. Why am I like this? Why am I like this? Why am I in this struggle? And the, the real devil I'm after, whether I get to my point tonight, today or not, is, amen, you're not the only one. Everyone has the same struggle. Mm-hmm. From the pulpit to the pew, from the, the preacher to the parishioner, amen, you, you, you have this struggle, amen. But, but I did come with some good news this morning. My wife said, good, get to it. <laughs> the good news is, this was the prophecy of Genesis. He said, the, the, the elder shall serve the younger. Catch this now. She's asking the Lord, why did you do it this way? God, why couldn't you just kill my flesh and when I was born into the Spirit and then I wouldn't have to deal. You with me, Tammy? 
Amen. Why didn't I just become celestial through and through instead of you having twins within me? Instead of me being coupled up with the terrestrial. That's what I want to know, God. God, I want to know. Don't be afraid to ask God questions. Amen. Don't, don't be afraid to ask him. I need to know why there's a struggle within me. I need you to tell me why one minute I feel like a king and the next minute I feel like an orphan. I need to know why one minute I just feel like I could conquer the world and the next moment I feel like I'm in depression and oppression. Can somebody just help me just a minute? Huh? I just got to know. Does anybody else in this building just want to know? And the church just taught you, you never ask God why. Can I tell you, he's big enough. He's big enough to handle your whys. He's big enough to handle your temper tantrums. He's, he's even big enough to handle your accusations. Matter of fact, he's probably happy you finally got mad. I mean, you don't have a problem getting mad at the people around you. Because you only get mad about the things that concern you. God said, I'm just glad you're mad. You can go ahead and throw your little temper tantrum, throw your fit. I'll be right here when you get through. She said, why? Why? <laughs> fruit, fruit, you, you with me, ain't you? She said, why am I this? And, and so God spoke to her and said, I'm going to show you why. I'm going to show you why. He said, number one, one shall be stronger than the other. One's going to be stronger. Ain't you glad? He didn't leave us to where both of them had the same strength. Mm, that's worth praising God for. Ain't you glad they're not equal? Ain't you glad, amen, that they don't have the same strength? They don't have the same resources? They don't have the same ability? One shall be stronger than the other. And he said, okay, here, let me throw this out here to you. Amen. He said, the, 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 the elder is going to serve the younger. And he said, this is why. This is why I created it this way. He said, because the younger is spiritual. Invisible. Cannot be seen. The elder is natural. He has hands, he has eyes, he has ears, he has feet, he has a natural body. And what brings me glory, says God, is when the invisible celestial is revealed through the visible terrestrial. In other words, God said, I, I need that natural man because nobody can see my love until it's expressed through you. Nobody, oh my God, help me right now, Holy Spirit. Nobody. He said, when the terrestrial starts serving the celestial, then people says, that has to be God. Yeah, I, I know fruit. Oh, when you go back to work, they're going to say, uh-huh, that ain't, that ain't fruit. That's, that's, that's number two. That's, that's the second me. Are you listening to me? He said, so I didn't do away with the natural. I want to use the natural to bring glory to the spiritual. And when your hand starts doing the right thing instead of the wrong thing, somebody sees your good works and brings glory to the Father in heaven. Oh, somebody give the Lord a hand praise in this place. He said, he said the older is going to, I, I kept him because the spirit needs a bond servant to manifest the glory. 
So I'm going to let the old you serve the younger you. Amen. I'm going to need him to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ. I'm going to need him to manifest the glory of God. I'm going to use him. And nothing brings glory to the celestial like when a terrestrial starts behaving celestial. Mm. Did y'all catch that? Nothing brings glory to God like when someone who has the potential to be so bad, so ugly... So nasty, so immoral, is transformed, and then the celestial starts behaving like God through the red dirt. Then God says back and said, That's my child. That's my child. My God, are y'all with me this morning? He said, That's what's gonna bring glory to God. So I left that natural side of you because it's the only thing that can bring glory to me. It's the only thing that can manifest, uh, that I can manifest my spirit through. And then when terrestrial beings, your, your, your fellow man, people who think like you and act like you, start seeing you act like me, they stand back and begin to applaud me. They begin to applaud me. And he, he said, I left just enough red dirt in you to keep you from taking the glory. Yeah. I, I, I left just enough red dirt to keep you from taking all the glory. That, that when they start to applaud you, you look at you and see red dirt. When they look at you and see Jesus, you look at you and see red dirt. When they look at you and say, oh my God, that's just, that's just amazing. And they want to puff you up. And they want to applaud you. Amen. And they want to commend you. Amen. While all they can see is the celestial, you're, t- you're always reminded. They still a little at them in me. Amen. But here's the, here, here you got to catch this too. And I, I, I'm going to check out of here. This was so predominant. We ain't got no kids in here, do we? I need two kids. Two kids that's brave enough to... <laughs> I want to show you something. Here comes one. I need one more. Two boys. I need two boys. One more boy. One more boy. We got all our boys. Just stay right down here. I want to show y'all something. Come here, buddy. I want to show y'all something. God, y'all big old boys. Get down on your knees and face me. Don't, face, don't look at that bunch. You're scary. Come around here and face me. Joseph had two sons, Manasseh and Ephraim. Manasseh was the oldest. He was the oldest. Uh, Run up here right now, Nathan. You're Joseph. Y'all catch this. I know I'm not climbing pews this week, but this is going to help y'all. Stand back there. You're the dad. You're Joseph. Uh, Israel was about to die, and he was blind. He was blind. And he was about to die, and the Bible says he, they, they, Joseph brought his sons, Manasseh and Ephraim, to be blessed before Joseph died. But Joseph, I mean, uh, Israel died, and he's sitting there. He's old. He's, he's finna check out. And it was a custom for to lay your right hand, y'all come a little closer, on the head of the firstborn, because that makes you the leader. He's got to serve you. He's got to serve you. So it was custom. So when Joseph brought him, he brought Ephraim on his right hand 
and Manasseh on his left hand so that when the man of God reached out, he would be putting his right hand on the firstborn and his left hand on the secondborn. Okay? And so Joseph is saying, you know, Father, I want you to bless my children. And here he is. He's sitting there blind. And the, the firstborn is sitting on his left because that's the way Joseph knew that's the way this stuff works. The, the was on his left side. And the, the, let me get that right. The firstborn was sitting on the left. Firstborn was on the left, right? The oldest one was on the left who should have been on the right because he's supposed to get the blessing. The older was on the left, amen. So when the man of God went to pray for him, he crossed his hands. Oh, come closer, way up here. He crossed his hands and he blessed the younger. He laid his right hand on the younger. Amen, are y'all following me? My wife's looking confused. Do I got them on the wrong side? Okay, the younger, the younger, are you following me? The younger was on the left, so he had to cross his right hand to lay his hand on the younger son, and he laid his left hand on the head of the elder son. Are you following me? Joseph said, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, he tried to stop me. He said, that ain't the way it works. And he said, no, you don't understand. The second born is going to lead. I meant the first, the second born is going to lead the firstborn. What are you trying to say? I'm trying to say because of the cross, destiny changed. Sit down, Joseph. Y'all stay here. Catch this right here. You mean am I a victim of my first man? Am I just got to fight this battle all my life to where... My flesh controls my spirit? No, it says when he went to bless him, instead of putting his right hand on the elder son, he crossed it. And he put his right hand on the younger son and his left hand on the right son. And because he was, because he crossed his arms, it changed their destiny. Do y'all know where I'm going with this? I know this is slow and subtle. But I need you to get it. Before then, the, the, the older was destined to rule. Before the cross, the flesh was destined to rule. So he gives us a prophetic view. And Joseph thought he had it wrong because he was blind. But he said, no, you don't understand. I'm not looking at it in the natural. I'm not looking at it with my natural eyes. Amen. I need y'all to scoot real close together. I'm looking at it with my spiritual eyes. I need y'all to get this picture in your mind. I'm looking at it with spiritual eyes. And there is a Christ coming. And because of his cross, he's going to change your destiny. And your flesh is going to serve your spirit. Your spirit is going to be stronger than your flesh. Now, this is the good news you got to get a hold to right here, right now. Amen. Uh, somebody high five your neighbor right now and tell them because of the cross. Okay, y'all can be sit, sit down. Because of the cross. So, so because of the cross, now the second born has been made the ruler. Because of the cross, the second born has become the dominant one. 
Because of the cross, the second one has become the leader. Amen. Because of the cross, uh, the firstborn has to serve. Now listen to me. Catch this right here. It's not a shame to be defeated by a stronger than you. Amen. I mean, it is what it is. Nobody likes to lose a battle. But it's not a shame to be beat by somebody who is stronger than you. It would not have been a shame for the Eagles to get beat by the Patriots. Whew, but praise God they beat them. That's because they're spiritual. Did y'all read all that? God won that battle. No, let me, don't let me go there. It wouldn't have been a shame for the Eagles to get beat by the Patriots because statistically they were the weaker team, they were the lesser team, and they could have walked off saying, well, you know what? We gave it the best we had, and we lost, but we lost to the best, and we lost to the strongest. But it is a shame to surrender to a lesser. Oh, come on now. It is a shame. There is no excuse when we will surrender to the lesser. There's no excuse when the stronger submits to the weaker. So the prophecy is, yes, there's going to be a battle. Yes, there's two of you. Yes, there's a terrestrial and a celestial. There is a natural and a spiritual. And you're going to have to deal with that every day of your life. But the good news is you don't have to walk around with a ball and chain. The good news is, amen, I have been predestined to overcome my flesh. Amen. It's not a matter to me today. Am I going to sin today? Or am I going to let the terrestrial overcome the celestial? Well, absolutely not because he can't unless I surrender. He can't unless I forfeit. He can't unless I submit to him because it's, I am predestined, predetermined, and given the strength to overcome it. With that being said, and I don't mean to get too, too forward with you. That's why when we stand before God, it'll be without excuse. I'm going to close with this. When we stand before God, we will be without excuse of, Lord, I, I couldn't, I couldn't. He's going to say, oh, no, 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 no. You couldn't when you were born after the first Adam. But when you're born after the second Adam, the terrestrial puts on the celestial. And the natural puts on supernatural. And I trade my weakness in on his strength. And then I'm not walking around in bondage. I've turned my flesh into a slave. Mm. I've turned my flesh into the slave. I'm not the slave anymore. My flesh is enslaved to my spirit. And when I speak, my flesh obeys. It obeys. It obeys. Now listen, God's trying to help a lot of people in a lot of different ways, amen, because you haven't been taught this. All you know is there's a real battle going on. And if you're not careful, you'll use the excuse, oh, well, God still loves me. God still loves me. Everything's going to be fine. He's going to overlook all this because he just knows I'm a human. 
He just knows I'm a man, you know, and us men are imperfect. When in reality, God said, oh, no, no, no. The spirit man is stronger than the flesh man. But you got to recognize it and you got to bring your flesh into subjection to the spirit. And then it becomes a slave. Amen. And then you start loving when the flesh don't want to love. You start worshiping when the flesh don't want to worship. Why? Because the flesh is no longer my master. The spirit is. The spirit is. The Spirit is, and my spirit is always giving glory to God. No wonder the Bible says in Ephesians, I want you to put off the former conversation. I want you to put off the previous man. You got to take him off and put on the new man, which is renewed in righteousness and holiness. Stand with me all over this building. Stand with me all over this building. I knew when God was giving me this that I was going to have to slow down this morning and take my time. But I believe if you'll get a hold of this simple, fundamental teaching this morning, that it'll help you revolutionize your life. There is a warning in this. There's encouragement in this. The Bible literally says, listen to me. Let him that standeth take heed lest he fall. It doesn't matter how good I'm doing, how spiritual I am. I have to always be aware of the fact that I have the potential to be just as bad. I can't speak in tongues enough to do away with the potential I have of being bad, doing bad, thinking the wrong thing, believing the wrong thing. Can I get a witness from somebody out there? This, this thing ought to put a red flag in you. Amen. If you're up on the cloud and you're doing great and you're walking in the celestial blessings of God, you better be grateful for it. But don't never forget, there's another me. And that's why I got to avoid the very appearance of evil. I come out of some stuff. I was an alcoholic. I'm totally delivered from alcohol. I should be. But it was controlling my life. But I had to learn in my early walk, there's some places I had to quit going. There's some company I had to quit hanging out with. Are y'all listening to me? Why? Because as good as I'm doing, I know what my potential is. And I can potentially be as bad as I am good right now. So I got to cultivate this young man. I got to cultivate this spirit man. I got to cultivate him. I got to pour into him. I got to strengthen him. And when I do, he dominates and he turns my flesh into a slave. Wouldn't that be awesome for us to realize this morning that there is a man in me who is ordained to govern this flesh that's tormenting me every day? Are y'all hearing the good news of the gospel? That it's prophesied in the book of Genesis. There's a spirit man in me who will use this flesh as a servant to bring glory to God. Instead of using it to defame my God, the spirit in me is going to use it to bring glory to my God. Thank you for listening to Life Church Podcast. For more information, go to lifechurchofcolumbia.org.